Welcome back to Planet Eater. Here, there are plenty of bright minds engineering a new kind of world. But how do these scientists, engineers, managers, and pioneering people find out about fusion in the first place? And why do they fall for this technology? To find out, I speak with two young fusion enthusiasts from different parts of the world who have been inspired and seek to inspire other budding youngsters to join their quest for fusion. Let's start by listening to Harry Kelso, a young communications manager in the US, and then I speak with Alexander Stoichki, a young physics student all the way in Macedonia. You're listening to The Eater World, Season 2 on The Eater Podcast. I'm your host, Crudy, and this season I peek into the world of Eater, discovering the personal stories, motivations, and challenges faced by the scientists, engineers, managers, and more from over 35 nations who together are building one of the most ambitious scientific projects ever attempted right here in the south of France. This international collaboration is a unique force to reckon with for our present and future generations to come. So come and join me in this audio journey. Let's begin with Harry Kelso, who found his calling with fusion energy later in life, but one that began with the outcries of the destruction of the Amazon forest when he was just eight years old. Hailing from Massachusetts, his search led him to intern for ITER in 2020, which was a difficult year to say the least. About right near the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, I started as a communications intern in ITER. I was just originally interested in, you know, the aspects of solving global warming. And I didn't really learn about fusion on a very uh, slim level until high school when I was doing this history project about this person named Philo Farnsworth. I was just curious about this person and, you know, their name isn't too well known, even though they did something quite remarkable, which is Philo Farnsworth was the person who basically invented electronic television. I loved learning uh, about his life, though it was rather unfortunate, you know, just for not getting the recognition for that invention. But later in life, uh, after television, he decided to pursue something called nuclear fusion. And at the time, you know, I had no idea what that was. It just a brief skimming, I learned it's basically, you know, how the sun works. Uh, different from current nuclear energy that I didn't really think twice about it at the time. It was just a project that I was doing and I mostly stuck to that. But, you know, several years later, uh, I was doing this summer fellowship at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology near Boston. And there was one night (laughs) just rather innocuously decided to take a long walk because I just was feeling a mix of emotions just from, you know, learning more about sustainability through that summer fellowship and not really knowing how I fit into the picture. And so on this really late night walk, I I was just kind of mulling around in my own thoughts. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I couldn't tell you how, but Philo Farnsworth came back into my mind. And I don't know why, but I remembered, oh yeah, what was that fusion thing he studied <laughs> at one point? And all I can remember was it was similar to how the sun works. 
And from there, after that late night walk, I looked more into fusion, got so excited, kept um, kept looking into it, found out that MIT had a huge fusion center and a device they used to study fusion. And ever since, you know, I've just been rapturous about wanting to constantly learn more. And the great thing about fusion is just it feels like there's never an end point. You can always learn something more. And naturally, at that point, I learned about Eater. And so that's how I came to know about Eater and decided to apply for a communications internship there. It's incredible. So in fact, you had this drive, even as a young boy, to try and do something about climate change, about the planet. And that's how you eventually found your way to fusion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Exactly. And then how were you able to get an internship at Eater? Did you look at, was it, did you see options online? Was it on the website? Did you talk mm. to anybody? Did you know about how to go through that process? Yeah, absolutely. So I found out about it online through the Eater website. And uh, while I was at my undergraduate college, I kept wanting to learn about fusion. And um, a friend of mine who, you know, was very good about <laughs> using uh, LinkedIn reached out to the head of communications at Eater, Laban Koblenz, who they just had a short back and forth. My friend was basically telling him that I was interested and nothing really came about it. But about a year after that interaction, I reached out myself to Laban and he was very generous in just having a casual phone conversation because I wanted to learn more about the media and communications aspect of Fusion. And so he encouraged me, you know, to apply for an internship. And so I did because it would line up well with my graduating from college uh, to do that right after the summer after graduating. And, you know, as I mentioned before, uh, <laughs> The pandemic happened uh, right uh, as I was graduating college, and so that threw everything for a loop. Um, you know, I still was absolutely fascinated by Fusion and wanted to do this internship with Eater, and we worked out a way to do it remotely. So that means you've never been on the Eater site, have you? Never, and it's one of my bigger regrets. I, I want to visit when I can. <laughs> oh, you definitely should. To, to talk a little bit further about your experience here at Eater itself, because for you, it's unique. You, you were not here, but you were still able to work for them online. Um, were you able to feel the sense of this international community from remote? Did that, was it even possible because you were so far away, you were not able to be here physically? Right. That's a good question. And it actually unfolded nicely in two ways. The first one being that everyone on the communications team at Eater were so friendly and they basically, you know, looped me into whatever they were doing. And so I got to, you know, join all these video calls with the people they were working with and, you know, be a part as much as I could um, an ocean away. <laughs> and it, I, I did feel like even though I wasn't physically there, I was able to participate in all these goings on that... Um, the communications folks were involved in uh, working with other international organizations, working with other fusion partners, um, working with the domestic agencies that work with Eater. So I felt very fortunate for that. And I did feel a part of the whole team, even though I wasn't present there. And, you know, the second part was, and this is what I find, honestly, the most meaningful of my time with Eater was um, I worked out a good way to, to 
work with the other interns who were there, um, either physically at Eater or like me remotely um, from all over the world. So even though you know we were we were apart, we found a way to come together as interns on this huge project to just socialize and get to know one another as if we were all physically present together. And that meant so much to me. And from what I heard from the others there, it meant a lot to them to be able to connect in that way. Because, you know, I think that is at the end of the day, what is most important is the people you connect with. And in a project like Eater that is so fundamentally steeped in the value of connection and the working together of, of people, of humanity. It's, I think it felt very symbolic to be able to do that. And so to do that virtually felt very comforting. Uh, I felt proud about that and also just very, very satisfied to, to meet these excellent people who, you know, are just wonderful down to their bones. So after this experience, did it inspire you, in fact, to continue in your field of fusion? Because as you said, it was kind of, you just, you had this feeling, you had this moment that you remembered what you did back in middle school or high school, and you kind of launched yourself into ITER as an intern. Did you continue with fusion or would you like to continue with fusion in the future? You know, seeing this mega project with all of these different people from all of these different countries um, all over the world, you know, coming together to work together, to, you know, see each other as they are, know that there are differences, but know that there is a common goal of doing something that benefits everyone. And so that was just deeply inspirational and, you know, really felt like I had this very meaningful connection to, like, just feel inspired myself to continue on in Fusion, you know, even though it's uh, still a relatively small field and um, still has a lot of proving to be done, you know, to to have an impact in the world, but is very much on the way to getting there. And so, yeah, it, it did inspire me to keep going. And I got involved in a project in the United States to build a national outreach education and workforce development website for the United States fusion energy community and to work with a private fusion company. And you know, I feel like there are just so many ways to get involved. It's It's been just a, <laughs> a wonderful task of trying to draw on what I learned from Eater and these other experiences to what is needed in the field as a whole going forward. Definitely. I think that is, like you said, very motivating. And to know that even young people would like to continue for the sake of not just finding work in a niche field, but rather really <clears throat> for the environment, for the global planet itself. And finally, if I can ask you, um, what advice would you like to give to other young people, for example, who are still in high school or in university, who aren't sure about which field to go into? Perhaps they're interested in fusion, but don't know too much about it, whether that, you know, whether they're engineers, physicists, or in communications like yourself, what advice would you like to give them? I would say in general, what really helps is, at least for me, to know that fusion will always be about the smallest and largest parts of the universe. And I think on a personal level, if you're interested in fusion or just curious about potentially exploring it, to also consider the idea of having that type of dynamic in your own personal life, you know, to bridge the mundane day-to-day -day of whether it be 
learning about plasma physics and fusion energy or the engineering aspects or, you know, the future applications of international law and, yeah, communications. Um, to be able to connect those small granular details that take place every day and don't feel, you know, world-changing in, in their own, to be able to connect that at the same time with, you know, the the big picture of the sweeping implications that fusion energy can have for just human history and our world in general. And, you know, I think it's it's to be able to bridge that divide of, of the really small details and the really large implications that can really help if you want to move forward in this area and to, you know, stay motivated and just really to, to find meaning in your life and in the lives of others who are also interested in fusion, but also just for humanity as a whole who will benefit from the energy of fusion. And I think if you are interested, I would, I would, I would greatly encourage that mental exercise of, of thinking about the very small and the very large, both as a concept scientifically and as a concept for your personal life and how you move forward. That at least has been helpful for me and keeps me going. <laughs> That's true. It's, so it's like, even though perhaps what you do in a day might not, you might not be able to see the results of it right away. It's all accumulating and it will lead to something much more substantial in the future. Right, exactly. You put it very well. However, I, I do have one more last question from what you said. Perhaps for young people, when, when we talk about fusion energy and how it has not been accomplished yet, but it is like, you know, it's, it's in the midst of getting there. How can they be motivated to see that, you know what? Yes, it will work, especially if they are not sure 100%. And even though fusion is not there yet, how can they stay motivated, be motivated to say, you know what? I am going to invest my life's work into this line of work, or even for that's yourself. A, <laughs> that's a great question. And what comes to mind is the implications for climate change and building a, a world that is good for all of us to better inhabit. As a society, we are making good, small, incremental steps to getting there. We will get to fusion. Fusion can be done. It's just a matter of when, not if. Next, I speak with Alexander, a passionate physics student in Macedonia who encountered ITER's stand at a science conference in Paris and fell for the project immediately. Hello, Kruti. I have to say I'm very grateful for your invitation to such a podcast. It's a great thing you do. You know, it can really help people uh, like I could imagine myself actually being there and working while listening to the episodes. And I'd like to, to greet all the listeners too. And I'm very excited for your new season. Oh, thank you so much. Well then, would you please take the honor of introducing yourself? Tell us, who are you? Where are you from? Well, my name is Alexander Stoicheski and uh, I come from Macedonia. I'm 21 years old and I'm in my third year of undergraduate studies of theoretical physics at the Faculty of Natural Sciences and Mathematics in Skopje, Macedonia. But nevertheless, my journey continues to, to surprise me and bring joyful moments and takes me in the company of many international communities and that added up a lot of experience and fulfillment, like a part of my character. 
And I've learned a lot about people, about science, music, arts, realities, and of course about myself. And the biggest takeaway is communication and being comfortable around completely different profiles, which is a part of me. As I can see, you're a very motivated young man. Can you tell us how did you first learn about fusion and what got you interested in this field? Well, to start with science, uh, I mean, uh, since I was young, my, fa my father used to put on documentaries for the family to watch. And those were the, the beginnings, the first inspiration for science. And I would know about fusion, but wouldn't touch the topic until recently. And during high school, I studied physics more intense, of course, and presented projects around the, globes, uh, the globe and started fitting in the science communities and kind of finalized my decision for a physics degree at university. And I was having a bit of a hard time later on to find my proper place until that happened, actually. So how I fell for fusion, it's quite a story. Um, last summer, the European Physics Society, or EPS, had their first forum, which uh, took place in Paris. And it was really amazing. It included all kinds of uh, plenary talks, panel discussions, workshops, and featured Nobel Prize winners in physics. And I went there as a delegate of the International Association of Physics Students, or IAPS, and also volunteered here and there in order to, to, to gain closer insights. And this eventually earned me a place at the glamorous boat tour and having dinner with experts on leading projects and receiving valuable advices. But, uh, but the best part happened at one of the stands, of course, and uh, luckily enough, uh, Eater had their own stand outside and on the first break, after their presentation, I rushed towards their stand and there I met Sabina, uh, one of the speakers on your podcast. And she truly has a wonderful heart and has, a, has guided me ever since. I explained how, uh, how I was at a, at a crossroad and looking for a way to follow. I expressed my interest in, the, in energy production and also small scale physics and talked about the inspiration that I gained from their, from their presentation. I mean, the one I was seeking before coming to the forum. And I still keep the small package of sunflower seeds she gave me with her contact information, saying, why don't you take the TGV or the, the fast trains in France and visit us on site? And uh, I can say this was a turning point. Um, I took the opportunity and visited either a day before my flight back home. So uh, I guess I was falling for fusion for about 700 kilometers. And <laughs> yes, and as you previously referred, it there is the culmination of fusion and it felt so extraordinary. I mean, to, to face the very top of this field so very soon. Uh, it's, it's really, really an engineering miracle. And, uh, you know, the last step before actual fusion power plants start producing ener ener electricity for humankind. And ITER continues to, um, continues to bring countless innovations and breakthroughs for first-of-a-kind components. And, and the world is united like never before. <laughs> so uh, it, it was a, all in all, it was a wonderful tour. And Sabina carefully heard me out, introduced me to, to many of the scientists, interns, postdocs. All, all pouring valuable thoughts. And again, feeling for all the joy that people shared when a component is received, uh, the atmosphere during meals together, events, culture mix. I know, I mean, I wish that eventually one day I will stand in the control room and analyze the data. Uh, 
however, I had to go the round way since my country is not a member state. So soon after this trip, I took part in a summer school on fusion and plasma physics. So it happened in, in Portugal, in Lisbon, and it was very cool. You know, it, in the morning, we, we had uh, all these lessons about fusion and plasma physics, wonderful presentations. But afterwards, in the afternoon, we had uh, activities like we went surfing, we went kayaking, also rock climbing. You know, uh, it was a great networking uh, event. In this field. Wait, so you had to study physics in the day and then you guys went surfing and had water sports in the evening? Exactly, exactly. And what is the name of this school? The name of the school is Plasma Surf and okay. it happened in July <laughs> in Lisbon. All right. But yeah. if I can ask you, because now that, as you said, you're a physics student, um, you're, you are learning how complicated it is, especially with plasma physics. Um, although you're young, you know, you're motivated, you see the world in a positive and optimistic light. However, you know, of course, that fusion hasn't happened yet. So what advice would you give to other young um, students just like yourself? Well, first I can talk, to, talk a little bit about uh, why I chose this chose this path. I mean, uh, why fusion? And, and, and I hope that it will bring inspiration. So I mean, fusion, because it's possible, and it, it'll, it will really help mankind, it's purposeful. And humans have come this far, it's, it's incredible, and, and proves that we have the ability to do such things, especially when we come together through collaboration. Mm -hmm. And we're building this huge machine that would meet so many of our needs. And energy is spent every second in every way. And we need this energy to run accelerators, go to the moon, continue being curious. So also demands rise due to population and industry growth. So it's good if we have huge energy supply. I mean, one step closer to knowing. And uh, plasma, because it's a state that's being explored constantly. And uh, studying plasma is done very carefully. Like you can't simply put a thermometer in a hot plasma. It would melt. So. You know, uh, smart ways have to be invented to manipulate with plasma. And since there, since there is invention and creativity, I'm all in. And all this not, uh, not only for the sake of knowledge, but with a very high purpose, like limitless energy. So we've domesticated almost, almost anything. And the next on our way is plasma, because we need that energy. And another important point for me is that uh, time for fusion is coming as I'm progressing in my, in my path. So lots of investments, uh, huge hype is going on and we're learning new things all the time. And it's all happening during studies. So I can't wait to actually finish my formal education and roll up my sleeves to contribute in this quest and watch how it becomes reality. So uh, I can say that more and more people are looking forward to fusion, even getting patient. So, uh, you know, I talked about how I chose this path and why we need to continue this and invest ourselves. Uh, and even though there may be some delays, I'm sure fusion industry will deliver what is needed and when it is needed. So if more minds join, uh, we'll reach the goal sooner and better. And uh, what I can say personally is that I really love the fusion community and you really feel welcomed. So it's important to mention that fusion very successfully plays its other role, which is to bring people together. And I love to meet as, as many brilliant people. And, you know, what I'd advise is to 
to talk about it, uh, to take part, to be involved in different activities, to collaborate, to teach and learn, to have the courage to follow their intuition and uh, to, to blur the line between work and play and never forget to communicate. So we don't know the limits of what we got. We, we have the right shoes to keep going on the right tracks. So we got to dream out loud and make this happen. And let's bring the sun. I think that is wonderful advice. I couldn't have said it better myself. Definitely, let's bring on the sun. Well, thank you so much, Alexander, for your time. Thank you once again, Kruti. I will always cherish this interview as one of the beginnings and hope to talk to you again in the future. And with that, thank you for listening to The Eta World, Season 2 of The Eta Podcast. You can find more of our episodes on our website, www.eater.org as well as on all your favorite podcast channels to keep updated subscribe to the eater newsline and all the social media outlets where there are new posts and stories every week and please stay tuned for more episodes